test. So, greetings, greetings. Thursday afternoon, 11.06 a.m. It's the metaphysician. Have a bit of time before I get into sort of the meat of my day with the various work and tasks that need to be done. But uh, I was reading this J. Cole interview with Vulture.com. And I kind of haven't really read it in full. Uh, I will eventually. But I kind of skimmed through. I looked specifically for him, for quotes from him. And I saw some that I screenshotted, posted to IG. And it really kind of speaks to me here. Um, so I guess, so I'm just going to read this particular screenshot that I took. Let Nas Down was part rap idolatry, part explanation. But it was also in line with Cole's mentality at the time. His personal satisfaction was tied to external validation. Magazines told him he was too boring for their covers. Interviewers ghouled him five minutes before he walked in. In 2012, it was infuriating. It was mad hurtful. It felt more like I was a victim. Once I took control of my own shit, stopped giving power to other people for my happiness and success, it became like a word. I'll show you how boring I am. And it became another person to prove wrong. That, to me, that really stood out. And it kind of was like an oh shit moment. Especially when one thinks of their own life. If you're overcoming some sort of mental war, internal battle, uh, addictions, shitty position in life, and so on, it can often... It can often feel like, I notice this a lot in kind of the recovery community. There is always a sense of, I need to be validated by whoever. Um, another recovering addict or whether it was like people's sponsors, they needed to feel like they validated them, whether various people in their lives validated them, family, um, work, whatever, um, but even regardless of that, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at myself here like his personal satisfaction was tied to external validation. In 2012, once I took control of my own shit, stopped giving power to other people for my happiness and success, it became like, oh word, I'll show you how boring I am. And I became another person to prove wrong. This is why I've really catered my social interactions. Um, for me, I found that the easiest way for me to really get comfortable with myself and the easiest way for me to kind of re-socialize myself um, was to really do a self-examination that involved being alone a lot and spending more time alone rather than trying to fit in with a group. Um, rather than putting too much weight on other people's opinions. Um, 
And this is kind of where I was going with kind of my recent rants about how people are reacting on social media to all these different things. Um, you know, it's not the, these systemic external things, um, external, quote-unquote external forces that we often perceive to be sort of like attacking us or taking aim at us much of it is again giving power to something outside of yourself is the victim philosophy which and that whole victim philosophy is becoming it's kind of under fire now now that this person called Candace Owens who I had no clue who she was until yesterday <laughs> I guess has now co-opted that term in her own little agenda political agenda but if I really there's been a few incidents and I don't even remember them now, which is the good thing where it was either some sort of um, scenario in which I could have reacted or internalized the behavior of another person as in like a shot against me. And often it's not right. Like people are so caught up in their own worlds that they either project an insecurity or they don't even really get a, have a sense of their own behavior. Um, because, and I can say this because I, um, I often, so once you do a self-examination, you yourself know that you act in a certain way too, right? And this is kind of where, this is why this J. Cole shit, you know, I don't, and you know, Having gone off into sort of the UK electronic scene, bass scene, I wasn't really fucking with a lot of hip hop. So in a good in the years that I was not focusing on it, all these other kind of artists were popping up. And J Cole is somebody who I admittedly have slept on. Um, but hearing, especially with this this last album that dropped on Friday. Hearing his sort of hearing the re reaction and the reception makes me kind of want to go re-examine his entire catalog. If I if I can squeeze in like I guess it's audio, it's a bit different. I can kind of sit back and listen without having to really watch anything. But um, I did want to take I did want to take a bit of time to talk about this whole external validation thing. Um, How comfortable with yourself can you get? How comfortable with oneself can one get? Do you need the approval of people? Do you need people's opinions? Do you really value people's opinions other than your own? When someone says some shit about you, do you react? When someone s says some shit that does not align with your own opinion do you react um, do you need to be patted on the back do you need to be validated these are all important questions that I think in an age of super hyper connectivity it becomes more obvious that people do look for external validation and they do look for 
outside voices to help guide them, help them give them a thumbs up, and so on. So props to props to this interview. Vulture.com, J. Cole, kind of shedding some light here. I'm going to revisit this particular rant. I'm going to cap this off here and then reflect a bit more and see if I have anything more to say on this. In any case, thanks for listening. Another relatable theme. I've already thought of something else. This whole being perceived as boring. Um, when you're more of a laid-back individual, when you're more of a introverted individual, and you're not animated, it's easy to get caught up in that kind of... Um, get thrown under that umbrella as boring and I've kind of this is like in the early early stages of of the rant cast I think it's more like when I when I really developed this theme of the whole introversion analysis paralysis mental health thing I think I kind of talked about being you know you're not necessarily outgoing you're not necessarily animated you're not necessarily perceived as exciting um, you have those bursts, you have those moments, but it's not something that, it's not, it's not, you know, we live in a society that values those kind of personalities, people who are over the top or whatever. So I think being perceived as boring or whatever fuels that need to, beyond fitting in, maybe engage in activities that are less boring, you know what I mean? Um I think we all kind of crave excitement at times, but when it gets destructive to a point of like fitting a mold or fitting a crowd, and I think that's where you know these things, these addictions, these these um, destructive behaviors, these, and it's a confidence thing too, right? Um, if your confidence is damaged for any number of reasons. the outside opinions and the outside voices become the thing that um, can give you a false boost, and a false kind of injection of steroids, so to speak. Um, and in the past year or two, I've kind of, it's another thing I've deconstructed in my own mind, is... First of all, it's like when you listen to people talk, I've had so many instances like this. I'm listening to somebody kind of rant at me or whatever, or talk or whatever, and you're kind of like, you take everything with a grain of salt. Um, it's the same thing with the, with the internet digital age. You see information, it's like the whole fake news and fake um, information that people are always saying is coming at them. It's like, well, it's up to you to believe it or not. And um, this, this, but it's not, it's not specific to the internet, right? It's real life too. When someone's talking to you, it's, and it's not like a paranoid sense of, is there a motive? Is there an ulterior motive? It's like they have their own biases. They have their own experiences. They're speaking through from a place that is rooted in their own experiences so you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know. You have to be able to listen 
take the useful bits of information and then disregard everything else um, and not place too much importance importance on statements as if it's like 100% factual. Um, this should be the case for everybody against everybody else, you know. You can find your tribe and so on and so forth, but there's often a... I think that there's a confidence that comes from being more of a solitary person that when you do interact with people, you're not caught up in groupthink. You're not caught up in... You know, it's a pitchforking is another byproduct of a lot of that, you know, outside validation shit. Um those external forces and external validation. So it's an interesting little, um, again, this whole, that, that whole article, I was rereading some of it and it's a very, um, very insightful. It's worth reading. I think everybody should read this. Even if you don't know shit about J. Cool, which I didn't really, you should, um, you should check it out to get some insight into the mind of a, this is real, and this is what you. This is the kind of insight that, uh, when you're talking about celebrities, this is the kind of insight I like to see. Not so much a downfall or a unraveling that people can then debate and go back and forth about. Anyway, respect. Also, very shortly, I will be. Um, not necessarily rehashing or revisiting past mental health battles, but uh, sort of sharing um, experiences with the actual quote-unquote the system, as in like the mental health system and the mental health services, um, explaining my experiences, hearing other other people's experiences. It's a I think this will be interesting because it's not so much of a kind of like a offloading, like an emotional offloading of sorts. It's kind of a more objective, fact-based, this is how the process works scenario. And I'm actually I'm looking forward to this because I have my own thoughts about how this system and, you know, how that process is beneficial how it's often maybe not often maybe that's not the term it's beneficial and can also be disheartening depending on where you're at mentally uh, I've spoken about I've when I went into my first kind of encounter with the system as such in this city was trying to actually get into kind of like a, I don't know, what will be the term? Uh, it was the mental hospital, but it was like wanting to be kind of monitored and treated or something. Being spoken out of it, actually, by a medical professional who said, you really don't want to be kind of hospitalized. Um, and I still, in hindsight, I think I should have, but anyway... It's interesting to see that approach 
um, for a medical professional. Maybe, and this is the thing too, objectively, they're the professionals. They're looking at you like this person's problems are less about a chemi- like a mental imbalance and more about just circumstances. And I think this is maybe this is the distinction when it's a circumstantial scenario versus a, uh, an actual clinical scenario. Do you really want to burden, quote unquote, the system with circumstantial or by mental health problems forced by circumstance? Does it matter? Like I wouldn't know, but it's an interesting little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm about to find out a bit about this in a couple hours. So I'm gonna report back with how the experience went.